fans it's matt warren editor-in-chief at buffalorumlings.com and the host of buffalo rumlings q a on the buffalo rumlings podcast network we're in the super hot days of summer so we have a special show planned for you but in the future you can send your questions in on our voicemail line at 716-508-0405 you can tweet us at rumlings q and a that's with the word and spelled out in the middle you can email us buffalo rumlings at sbnation.com send us facebook or instagram messages to the official buffalo rumlings accounts and those will eventually make their way to me so lots of ways to get your questions in as now we are into training camp we are talking about training camp position battles we are updating you on the roster building and roster construction so there are tons and tons and tons of questions now that we are into training camp and eventually the preseason so send those in to me it makes for a much much more interesting show when we hear from you this week however i'm away on vacation so this week we're doing our annual ask me anything episode where you guys uh, were able to send in questions about anything that wasn't related to the Buffalo Bills. And I got a whole handful of them and uh, some of them are pretty awesome and and quick and some of them are are a little bit more advanced, but it's just a way uh, for you to get to know me a little bit better, uh, for me to get to understand you guys a little bit better and, uh, and have a little bit of fun here over the summer. So let's get into these questions. Uh, Digital Dreamer asks, how do you pronounce, and he wrote it out, G-I-F, a hard G as in girl or like the peanut butter, Jif? I pronounce it Jif because that's the guy that created it. That's how he pronounced it, like the peanut butter. So I don't really want to argue with him. I know that that's a controversial take. Um, I typically let people that create things name them. So, like, if you named your kid something and I was like, that's not how you pronounce that name, you'd be like, well, shut up. I named the kid that way. That's what I'm going to call him. So I just that's just where I come down on that particular conversations that the person that named it gets to name it. So, yeah. Anyway, if you go into the Buffalo Rumlings Ask Me Anything article over at buffalorumlings.com. There was a really long thread of conversation under that question. It's certainly the one that got the most replies from other people weighing in. And I would really encourage you to go check out a whole kind of weird, quirky, nerdy conversation that happened over at buffalorumlings.com underneath that question. Crashmore decided to ask me about the new Obi-Wan series. He said, how are you feeling about this new series? Uh, I've only watched one episode and it was a little bit underwhelming. Well, when I answered this question for him, um, I've seen all the episodes now. But what I've been saying to people that have talked to me about it is I've really liked the story that they decided to tell for that series. Um, I think that they did a really nice job choosing what to go with, um, choosing that Leia plot line um, where we find out a lot of the backstory about why she would send a droid to go find Obi-Wan Kenobi when she was in big trouble 10 years later. Um, You know, we get the 
Anakin and uh, Obi-Wan meet. We get one of the best fight scenes, I think, in Star Wars history. Um, we got fan service with, you know, cameos and things like that. So I just I thought it was a really, really well done uh, series. Um, everything that they've done since Dave Filoni has taken over has just been, you know, really, really great. And uh, I trust that guy with the franchise moving forward. So I'm um, just really excited to see what they're going to do next. But that Obi-Wan series, I think really, I mean, that could have been an epic disaster, but I think they really nailed it. Um, so I was really, really happy with Obi-Wan. Buddy Holly over at BuffaloRumlings.com uh, made sure to place this under a spoiler text warning, which I really appreciated at the time. But it was a few weeks ago before uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness came on Disney+. Plus. So if you want to see, have seen Doctor Strange by now, you could have seen it. So I'm going to answer this. Um, what did you think of the Mr. Fantastic reveal? Uh, do you want to see John Krasinski in the eventual Fantastic Four movie or another actor? Um, I said I loved the cameo. Uh, I'm not sure whoever they go with is going to be great, but I trust feige so much that i'm, I'm gonna go with it i don't think john krasinski is gonna play mr fantastic in the fantastic four movies i think the guy's too busy to sign up for you know a franchise like that i think they're gonna go with a uh, a more unknown actor somebody trying to to break in i just think john krasinski's got his hand too in too many pots right now uh to dive headfirst into the mcu so i um, mean the cameo was fun just because Everyone was expecting a Tom Cruise cameo, and we got that little curveball that nobody had heard about. So um, I was pretty happy with it, um, even if he didn't last too long. Sorry, buddy. Continuing on our MCU kick here, who is the best actor to play Spider-Man, and why is it Tom Holland? Well, I agree that it's Tom Holland. Um, he's athletic enough, obviously, to, to pull off all the Spider-Man stuff. Uh, great dancer, great just athlete overall, gymnast. Uh, he's tiny enough. He could talk really fast, even though he's British and he's playing a kid from New York City. Um, he does those quips really well. Like, I mean, we saw that in Civil War where I think he had like just a few minutes of screen time, but had more lines than almost anyone in the movie because he just can't stop talking during that fight scene. Um, I just think he's perfect for it. Um, you know, Spider-Man's supposed to be that sarcastic motor mouth, and I think Tom Holland nails that, where Andrew Garfield's um, dark and brooding Spider-Man, and even Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man from, you know, early 2000, they don't really nail that part of the character. The fact that he's supposed to always be talking and annoying and running his mouth. Uh, but he also has, you know, Tom Holland also has the gravity to act through those death scenes and those really emotional set pieces. And so I just really like Tom Holland in that role. And they absolutely nailed the casting of that. But that goes back to the Krasinski conversation, right? Like they found an actor that, yes, he had done some stuff, but wasn't you know, in a whole bunch of other franchises and, you know, directing stuff, writing stuff like John Krasinski's doing. If, if you're going to find a guy to lead your franchise, even going back to uh, Benedict Cumberbatch when they signed him on to do Doctor Strange. Yeah, he was busy, but he didn't have all these other huge commitments at the time. And, you know, obviously, if we go back to Robert Downey Jr., you can certainly say that as well. So that's just why I think John Krasinski is probably not the guy for the Fantastic Four movies. All right, that's enough Marvel talk. Let's keep going. 
Orange Bills 70 comes in with the Stranger Things question. The great part about this is I posted this article on Buffalo Rumblings before season four, volume two had come out. And he asked me about some theories that were proven true in season four, volume two, just a couple days later, which I thought was absolutely hilarious because I had seen the answer to his questions before you know, I had actually answered it at buffalorubblings.com, so I just made sure to, to tell people to watch that. Anyway, I thought it was really funny. All right, since that ends the section of our questions about TV and um, movies and stuff like that, I want to uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we've got a bunch more Ask Me Anything questions, so don't go anywhere. <laughs> All right, don't worry. Just because we're out of the TV and movie realm doesn't mean we don't have plenty more Ask Me Anything questions here on our annual Ask Me Anything episode of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. Before we get to those questions, though, I know we're in the middle of Buffalo Bills training camp. We still have a ton of articles up on the website. Um, I'm still kind of around while I'm away on vacation. We've got um, lots of coverage of training camp, though. We've got the live open threads where we're taking all of the reports from the media and putting them out there live onto the website. We've got recaps going on um, throughout training camp. So so keep tuning in for updates on training camp battles, um, training camp uh, injuries, if those happen. Uh, you know All the stuff that you need for training camp is over at buffalorumblings.com, so don't feel like... The, you know, I'm throwing away a week just because we're doing the Ask Me Anything episode. We've got plenty of content over at buffalorumblings.com. So head on over there and check that out. Uh, Dill comes in with two pretty big questions. What are your main hobbies besides following the bills? Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts and I really dig pop culture, craft beer, things like that, um, as we've been talking about. Um, I like golfing. I haven't been out as much as I would have wanted to this summer so far. So, you know, things like that. I'm not, you know, the bills are a big part of my social life. They're a big part of the stuff I do outside of my regular day job. So, you know, when whether it's going somewhere and talking about the bills or writing about them or reading about them, um, I, I do spend a lot of time with the bills um, for better or worse. And right now it's better. So we'll just go with that. Uh, Dill's second question was, what's the best piece of advice you ever received it's a hard question because I've received a lot of advice over the years. And one of the things I do listen to on those podcasts are a lot of, you know, self-improvement podcasts, whether it's, you know, listening to stuff about money or um, time management or organization, um, reading books about that stuff, uh, Atomic Habits by James Clear, you know, whatever it happens to be. So <clears throat> it might not be advice I've received because, you know, it was a personal connection with somebody, but um this is kind of what I've, I don't know, uh, collected over the years from all of that stuff is if you want to be good at something, you should observe and pattern yourself around what the folks who are good at that thing are doing. If you want to be a better dad, talk to good dads, read books about parenting, listen to podcasts about parenting, immerse yourself in things that are going to help you get better at that. Um, I'm always a big fan of being true to yourself, but you aren't born with all the answers. So if you're trying to figure out how to navigate a problem in your life, 
Talk to people who have successfully navigated that problem. Um, getting help, whether you're paying for it, whether you're just putting yourself around it, whether you're reading books about it, getting help is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of growth and growth mindset. And it's my favorite attribute about Sean McDermott that he tends to not make the same mistake too many times in a row. He's getting better at certain things. Um, there are some you know, growth mindset books that are out there. Um, it's just, it's a great, great concept to have throughout your life. Even if you know, you're out of school, you know, just because you graduated high school or college doesn't mean you stop learning in your job and it shouldn't mean you stop learning in your life either. So, um, that's what I went with, with that. So thanks for that question, Dill. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, Bill Frank asks us, how hard is it to generate content in the off season? Maybe I didn't pay attention in seasons past and this year I am, but besides the Deshaun Watson story, it seems like there really isn't a lot to say in the off season. I think it's pretty easy now that we've done it for so many years to generate content in the off season. Um, we're certainly the best at that among not just all bills places, but I mean, I put us up against pretty much any website that's out there. I think we do great work in the off season. We do some stuff that's fun. We do some stuff that's really analytical. We do, we dive into numbers. We talk about the, all the players on the roster. Um, we have the most consistent publication status of, of any Buffalo bills content out there over the summer. One of the reasons for that is the number of people we have on staff. And so if, you know, I'm taking a week off of work to go on vacation, I have, you know, 20 something other people that can generate content for us. And so it's just been really helpful to have all of that overlap, kind of like Swiss cheese, right? Like when I have a hole in my time schedule or in my understanding, I bring in another layer of cheese and they pro there are holes probably don't line up so that they can cover that hole in the time frame or my knowledge base or whatever it is. So having that many people on staff really helps with that. Um, and yeah, we haven't really covered the Deshaun Watson story at all, even when he made more money than Josh Allen. And I thought that that was really stupid, but uh, just because the market's been so saturated with the Deshaun Watson stuff. So thanks for that question in our comments section at buffalorumlinks.com. Jay Pellet asks us, who is your favorite three drought era bills? I went with Kyle Williams, Lee Smith, and Fred Jackson. Um, Kyle Williams just was always a consistently high performer. Lee Smith is one of my favorite people to listen to on interviews or podcasts. And then Fred Jackson, I just think, showed such great perseverance and then played at such a high level that I just love those three guys so much. Um, if you're only going to talk about players that didn't make the playoffs, that changes that list, obviously. Um, but those are my favorite guys from the playoff drought. And especially because two of them helped end the playoff drought just really makes um, makes for a good story. JMM10B says, who would you never pay your own money to see in concert? But if a friend offered you a free ticket, you would be there in a second. And then he suggested Pitbull, which I think is a great suggestion because if somebody offered me free tickets to go see Pitbull, I'd probably go see Pitbull. But if I had to pay money to go see Pitbull, I probably wouldn't go see Pitbull. So that's a great suggestion by JMM10B. Um, 
I would love to see a lot of music for concerts for free. I'm a big live music fan, a big music fan. Um, you know, I'm a music teacher. It's just something I really like around me all the time. Um, I love going to see concerts. Um, I'd go see most any of the concerts that they put at CMAC or Darien Lake for free. Um, I, I wouldn't turn down free tickets. Um, you know, the Backstreet Boys came a couple weeks ago and if i got free tickets to that bad boy i'd go see that concert my wife and i would go we'd have so much fun so it's yeah i'd love i'd, I'd love to go see a free concert every now and then so um darren lake c-mac if you're out there listening i'm down for it i'll take pictures i'll, I'll post about it it'll be great just uh, uh send this very uh small um social media influencer to go see free concerts to darren lake and c-mac it'll be great Orange Bills 70 came in with another question. If you're installing a fireplace mantle, uh, would you go with cut fieldstone, varnished oak, or mahogany and brass? Um, I'm more of a mahogany guy on that list, but I don't really get to make the decorating decisions in my house, and that's fine with me. Um, follow up. When you're eating mac and cheese, do you flavor with red hot sriracha, garlic, salt and pepper, or smoky paprika? I don't use anything except for pepper usually. I like mac and cheese. Like we have this conversation with wings all the time. Like do you, are you a ranch or blue cheese or what? I don't dip it in anything because I want the wing sauce. When I'm eating mac and cheese, I wanna taste the mac and cheese. I don't need to like douse it with sriracha or anything. So yeah, whatever, sorry. Um, what's your lawnmower listening go-to? It's podcast, like we talked about earlier. Um, if you had an empty pole barn in your backyard, what would you use it for? It's a fun question because it makes you think about a lot of different stuff. Um, I'd probably set up like this little, I don't know, party center for my family. Um, so cornhole, cornhole darts, pool table, foosball, bunk beds that fold up into the wall, movie theater set up, just absolute party destination. Um, yeah, I, I think that's what we would go with. It would it would be uh, just a blast to go hang out with. And then, you know, put the bills up on the movie theater screen on game day. So that would be pretty cool. That's going to do it for this week's episode. If you are interested in sponsoring the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network or the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, Send me an email, mattrichwarren at gmail.com or buffalorumblings at sbnation.com, and we can uh, start working on some of that stuff for the upcoming season. Please check out our training camp coverage over at buffalorumblings.com. We'll be wall-to-wall for the next several weeks as we get ready for the Buffalo Bills season. If you like our podcast network, please tell a friend. Spreading word of mouth is the easiest and best way for us to gain new listeners. When you get a painter to your house that does an absolutely wonderful job, you tell everyone about it. I want you to do the same with your Bills content. You can always send in your questions for next week's episode of our show at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at Rumblings Q&A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. Email us buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. Please send in your training camp queries. It's just so much more fun when we hear from you. 
Thanks for listening, everyone. Go Bills.